time to settle in for another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas with your hosts, Ralph, Jeff, and Nathan. You gotta be fucking kidding. And welcome back to another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas. Now why are you people here? Exactly. <laughs> Today we are doing our James Wan series, part three again. And we have... This is Jeff. This is Nathan. And Ralph. So as we get into our third part of our James Wan series, really we only have two fucking horror films left to really cover. Hallelujah! <laughs> so we start with the earliest one first. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Insidious 2 and then go loosely directly into um, The Conjuring 2. So 2013, oh, where man. does this take you to? Oh, you know where this takes me to. What the hell? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's a different kind of flashback. Oh, my. Um, this was awesome, dude. I mean, me and the wife were really looking forward to the sequel. So in Cities 2, we were definitely, you know, uh, happy campers sitting in a theater catching it as it came out and released. I was really happy. It just picks up directly after the first one. Kind of just, I mean, they do a great intro into where we're going that we're going to very, I think me and Nate were talking about it loosely, um, has a great intro that we were really uh, taken back by. But, um, yeah, I, I really thought this was an excellent way to make a sequel. It was awesome that they introduced it as a Chapter 2. And as far as theater-going experience, it was um, everything I wanted it to be. I, I didn't really have uh, too many things that made me, uh, you know, that soured these, uh, this uh, viewing experience. Uh, Ralphus? Um, in all honesty, I saw the first one. I never saw the second one until a week ago. Like, it wasn't really on my radar to watch because uh, if you remember from our previous episode from Insidious 1, the way that it ended kind of soured it for me. So I was like, uh. so I was a little iffy on whether or not I wanted to do a second movie. But now that I've watched it, it actually isn't that bad. Um, this movie did come out in September 13th of 2013. Um, quite honestly, I have no idea what the fuck I was doing at that time. Um, and the smoking cock, probably. Um, <laughs> and the movie Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 39. Yeah, it's the lowest in the series. Yeah, it's the lowest because the third chapter that. ended up getting like a 59, 60, I think. Oh, I remember wow. right? That's why people are boycotting Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, because everybody hates DC. It's 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 <laughs> difficult to range the thing. I mean, I, I like I like Fandango, Fandango because it does a it shows a Rotten Tomato score and a fan score. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gives you a little bit more of a, you know, something to bounce it off of. Realistic view. Yeah. yeah. I saw this uh, about five minutes ago. <laughs> 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 I've been trying to watch it over the past few weeks, but, uh, you know, I've been having a fucking lot on, on my plate, so I didn't have time. And then today, I finally, the baby's asleep, the wife's asleep. All right, I'm going to watch it. Fuck, I fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> so, but you I, saw the the yeah. I got yeah. through it. I got through it finally. Yeah. But it was like, damn man. Like I kept trying to watch it at night. Like last night we were watching it, dude. I got 
halfway into it and like I literally was holding my eyes open trying to wake myself up and it just it didn't work. Fat ass took over and I fell asleep. Sloth. <laughs> but yeah, man, um I agree with Ralph like uh about the rotten tomato score thing. It's um uh, this one to me is more interesting than the first one. I don't know why it's got the low score. I haven't seen the third one and I think they're doing a they are fourth doing one right now. One. So, heard, okay. Heard, yeah. Yeah. Lynn Shea is coming back for it. And, uh, uh, Lay Wanell is coming back, but they haven't said anything about Angus. I tell uh, you what, immediately, Tucker. right when we start this movie, it fucking was tripping me out because, uh, they introduce a younger Lynn Shea in 1986. That's, uh, you know, the Josh yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Let's get right into that. And, part. Yeah. And fucking like, this lady is talking and they're overdubbing Lynn Shea, but it was so fucking well done that I actually thought it was a voice actor impersonating. Just like, doing a great it, job. Like, there's no, yeah. there's like how her lips move is how Lynn Shea's <clears throat> lips would move. So mm-hmm. it was really like fucking with me and I had to read about it. And I think they had it was to just work. an overdub. They, the lady that was doing the acting, she like learned her inflections and how. Yeah. Like pretty much the her mouth movements to see how she would talk. It's fucking yeah. seamless, man. I like I've seen then, overdubbing before and it. it because they overdub her, they overdub uh, Barbara Hershey's character as the mother of. Uh, no, they didn't do Barbara Hershey's. Are you sure? No. Wow. They, they they thought that was weird. I was reading about that, but the lady sounded a lot like her. Oh yeah, she did. But I guess that's just like. Because I thought Sicilian. they did uh, all yeah. three. Uh, the three characters. Uh, the older guy that does the dice thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought they uh, overdubbed all three of them. Steven something. I can't remember his name, but yeah. he played the guy's name is Carl. Gotcha. Yeah, Carl. Uh, Carl. Uh, um. Lorraine Lambert, uh, Elsie Rayner. Uh, you had Lynn Shea playing the old, the older one. And then you had Lindsay Syme playing as the younger one. Barbara Hershey did older Lorraine Lambert and Jocelyn Duhane, Donahue, Donna, Donahue, 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 Donahue. Yeah. the win. the younger one. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they looked great. <laughs> yeah, they sounded great too. Like I was saying, I've seen overdubbing and it's never bothered me. This one was like, is this a fucking voice act? Like it was perfect. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah it, it, seamless. It threw me off because the way it starts like that, right? Because you uh, the door opens and you hear you, you hear not Lynn Shay, but you don't yeah. see her. It's <laughs> awesome, dude. So yeah, like uh, immediately this movie has my interest a yeah. lot more than the first Insidious. I, I can't remember. I can't remember who was our third guest or third co-host at the time, but. I remember talking that movies, uh, part twos usually don't go follow the next day. Yeah. This does. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I it's think this was cool. the Halloween. I think you were talking like going Halloween back to the Halloween. Halloween two is the only one I can remember that's the next day. Yeah. yeah. But I love how like the first one was just all about their son and being attacked by Darth Maul. Yeah. And uh, this one just revolves around... The, the Lady Black Death, Bride. yeah, the Black yeah. Ride. And I love that they they jump so far to show us that awesome flashback because you get to see uh, Lynn Shea's characters, like her initial uh, encounter with the Black Bride. Yeah. Because the way she's attacked upstairs and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. she says, you know, it's an insidious entity, blah, 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 blah. And it plays out all this stuff that we would we would never really get answers to until way, way, way near the end of the film, Yeah, which is awesome because you never foresee it, at least the, the first viewing. Mm-hmm. You don't really foresee that much cool shit happening just from that little flashback, you know? Yeah. Dude, Leia Wanell had to be playing, like, Time Warp on constant loop because this movie just jumps back and forth, but then it all ties together, and it's just like, it's a step to the left. (laughs) And then you jump to the right. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I really liked about it, is that it it had a lot of callbacks to 
the previous movie and it also had callbacks to the beginning of the movie where it pieced everything together. Yeah. yeah. Which I, 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 for some reason, I don't know what it is about that, but I love it when movies do that. Yeah. I do too. It, if it's really well done, I, I like it a lot. And uh, this movie did it pretty well. Um, I, I love how, like, it. Th- all right, in the beginning, the younger <laughs> Lynn Shay is telling young Josh, like, let's, let's play a game hot or colder. I want to play a little game. And, and tell me when I'm, I'm close to the ghost. And, He's like hot, hotter, hotter, and then I forget what happens. But she comes back downstairs, and she's like, "Look, I can shut it off in him." Yeah. And he's like, "Let me show you." And he stands up and looks at that door, and it cracks open. And I love that it just jumps right forward from there yeah. into the end of Insidious, and which is like, like weird because it, it's like his wife being interrogated by the cop. <laughs> yeah. And the one thing that got me is uh, when Lynch Jay's character is taking that picture at the end of Insidious uh, Part One. Yeah. You expect there to be a picture of the lady on the camera, mm-hmm. but if the cops had the photo and the camera, do you think they would know? We shouldn't be interrogating your husband. We should be interrogating or looking for this demon fucking lady looking bitch. Yeah. It's not really explained, but I kind of take into account that maybe like the just Lynn Shea was able. Maybe she didn't capture anything on the fucking camera, but she did capture the moment of like just seeing the flash. We'll see at the end of the movie. In Insidious, she took the, the picture movie. and sh- it showed the picture, and it was a lady. Yeah, the lady so was the like, cop, they, like they should have that in evidence. Right? Well, that's what the I think the cop does say a line about that. He's like, "Look, these are done by human hands, not ghost hands." I'm yeah. looking for people who turn people into ghosts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think he was. I don't know. Yeah. Because, because I mean, then he's doing the forensic stuff. He's the, the worst fucking cop of all time. Yeah. Later on yeah. in the movie, he gives a phone call. He's like, "Hey, uh, that wasn't your husband's fingerprints." Click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normally, a phone call like that doesn't end that quickly. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Where does it go from here? A lady was fucking murdered in my house. Like, <laughs> thank you, you know, that shit happens. You know, sometimes the breeze will just choke the shit out of ladies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Josh moves his family. This was another one that just had me scratching my head. Josh decides to take his family to his mother's house. Yep. Yeah. Because we'll be safe there. Yeah. This is where everything fucking started. Yeah. So. Well, they also said that it's because uh, the police are still doing the investigation at the house. No. Man, pack so. up your family and go to Disneyland, you cheap motherfucker. Like, <laughs> there's someone dead at my house. My mother's house has fucking haunted me for years. Hmm. I think I'll leave town. I'm mm. not going to hang around in fucking Hersheyville anymore. Yeah, and, and then especially because Josh's character is just like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if he didn't have the right time to develop a character. I mean, his character, the way he had to play it being possessed by the Black Bride, yeah. it just never felt 100%. It didn't. There's one scene that I can remember that fucking uh, Patrick Wilson is fucking creepy, and that's when the dude with the dice comes and visits him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got that weird look on his face. He's, He's like, like in the robe and stuff. Why are you holding your hand behind your back? What do you got back there? Why do you ask your dice? I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but he's just got this creepy expression on his face the whole time. It's, it's I, I, well done. I think he's given more to play with when he starts yeah, like getting the... Um, pale. Pale, yeah. Mm-hmm. Start getting like the aging process mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, it's confused. I mean, he's like earlier on, he starts losing teeth and shit. I'm like, bro, you got to put down that crack pipe. No shit. <laughs> fucking losing your smile. Is that possessed? No, he's just doing crack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got, got a new addiction. That's awesome. No. But yeah, now this movie, it, it does really well for the for the creep factor. Granted, I think they focused more on the jump scares, or at least to me they did. Yeah. Because the first one, it, it really made you, it really like got under your skin. This one, 
I didn't get that same feeling, or at least I did it. Yeah. It was more so, let me try to scare the fuck out of you with whatever I can find that's hiding around the corner. Yeah. Or what can I throw? But, yeah, the the for Josh, I think that was probably one of my favorite characters is because just watching his transition into becoming the woman and just, lo- like you said, losing his teeth, he plays a really good villain. Yeah, yeah Patrick Wilson's a good actor. I enjoy seeing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about everything he's done. I enjoyed him as Birdman and Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> but yeah, he, or the Night Owl. There you go. Night Owl. There you go. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a good actor. I I like seeing him in shit. He's yeah, always fun. Um, the, the torment that the wife gets to play again because now the baby's kind of being the main, you know, thing going after. Mm-hmm. And then when they start kind of showing you what's going after the baby. I thought that was a great character because at first you don't know that the Black Bride's uh, mother is the one that's been kind of haunting Barbara Hershey because there's an awesome scene where like Barbara Hershey's just walking through her house because she feels like there's something there and you kind of see her walking through the background yeah. and then she's like taking her medicine and she's standing in the mirror and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool scenes like that. But, uh, you, know, I, you know, the way she played with the trying to take the baby and then when she's playing with the uh, the two sons in the room with the, the can with the string. Yeah. I mean... All effective, I thought, because especially the can with the string, I thought that was cool, hearing the whispers. Mm-hmm. And then she would see, like, this, uh, the boy saw this ghost from the nether. Yeah, saying, uh, make the pain stop. Yeah. Yeah, that was, ooh. <laughs> and there's some fun that was made that was kind of like a la the first one. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was <clears throat> neat, you know, uh, the the routine haunting story where you see the uh, the uh, all the fucking weird um, toys kicking on at night and all mm-hmm. that shit. That was neat. No, that, no, that that was really neat. And with them having a budget of five million, they really they did well with what they had. Oh, dude, yeah, and yeah. It, it made a return of a one hundred sixty one point nine million. Great. So, Buku. yeah, like, the first one was like done by with what one million? <laughs> no, like, yeah, it was part it two was done by. It, it had a very small a budget. Bitch. Yeah, inflation is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, they uh. They did well with this. I mean, there's one there's one scene that could have been a lot better in my mind that sticks out. I fucking hate when movies do this. They'll have the regular camera from the cameraman, you know, shooting mm-hmm. all the actors. But then they'll go to, like, the, the handheld camera. I fucking hate when movies do that because the, the grain quality changes. Yeah. And it looks like shit. And they're, they go back to this, uh, uh, this Parker dude's house. Yeah. Uh, story's kind of about this Parker guy. But they go to his house, and um, they see this really light uh, bookshelf on the wall. And they, like, struggle to pull it off. And it's like, dude, that's like a fucking 10-pound bookshelf. <laughs> and it keeps switching from the cameraman to the handheld camera shit, back to the cameraman to the handheld shit. Yeah. just fucking drives me up a wall. Because I like the, the two dueling uh, stories because you're dealing with Barbara Hershey, Josh, and all of them in the house, but then Specs and uh, his other buddy uh, Tucker. Tucker, they're dealing with the the passing of um, Lynn Shay's character, mm-hmm. and I love how they're starting to put things together because they find Lynn Shay's that video cassette of the uh, the flashback. Yeah, they start seeing um, the thing about the flashback. That's cool. Um, did you did you notice that on the video cassette where uh, where it should say like Panasonic or whatever instead of saying Panasonic it says Panic. Awesome. 
I didn't. I saw whenever uh, whenever they were messing with the videotape. I thought it was like whatever twenty five minute mark or whatever mm-hmm. in it shows on, like on the video cassette. It's obviously a Panasonic videotape, but it says Panic on it. Panic. I was like, yes. <laughs> we got the right Panic. Um, yeah, the. Uh, Oh, uh, brain fart. Sorry. <laughs> I was going off of what you were saying. Because uh, they watched the flashback and they're trying to go. like try to get in touch with Lynn Shea on the, the other side. Mm-hmm. And they think they're kind of talking to her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cool because they're watching the video. Or wait, uh, the, the guy comes over with the dice who's Carl. a medium and he throws them on the table and he can decipher words out of the hey, dice. Yahtzee. Yeah, Yahtzee, bitch. <laughs> and uh, it's like Scrabble. Um, but he's fucking, they're doing a seance, and he's dropping, and he's asking for Lynn Shay's character to appear and talk to him, and the dice finally say yes. What's cool is the gas mask and shit from, from the earlier movie, like, Specs looks back and hears it, and it's like, <laughs> talking again, and he's like, oh, shit, and he's like, don't break the fucking circle. Yeah. And, oh, God, heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Um, but yeah, he tells him not to break circle, but they are making contact. He's hearing whispering, and that's how the spirit tells him to go to this house. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they end up there. Only to be duped. God dang. Because all that shit draws Carl and all that stuff to meet back with Barbara Hershey, and then she talks about her hospital billet and how Josh was actually attacked by Parker. But Parker Crane was like... Tried to castrate himself and shit. Yeah. And then jumped out the window. I found this funny. Okay. <laughs> They're like, she's like, the hey. castration? Yeah. Barbara Hershey, in, the young Barbara Hershey, uh, is riding down the elevator, and she's in the elevator with this Parker guy. And she's apologizing to him for her son the other day. The guy doesn't say a fucking word. Bing. They get off the floor. The guy goes to his room, and she walks up, and she's like, why, why is the patient 104 wandering around? And they're like, he... He killed himself the other day. He jumped. And I'm thinking, he jumped from the first floor window, 104. He's on the first floor. <laughs> no. I mean, in... in he's like, ah! Onto like, a bush. In the movie, he's like, in a higher floor. No, no. They say he's in room 104. I don't know. Because she's going yeah, down yeah, yeah. to leave. Well, I think... the el- he could yeah, I think go they, up. Well, I no, think I know. I know. That like might have been a goof on the, on the script. But I think on the elevator... They got on like the fourth floor, I yeah. think. Yeah. Third or fourth floor. And they're so. coming down to the first floor. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But when the lady, the other nurse tells her, oh no, he jumped. I was like, he jumped from the first floor. <laughs> well, depending on how old he is, I guess. Got understand. a bad hip. <laughs> Took him out. That was enough for him. <laughs> yep. That's all it needed. Um, I love that jump scare, though, when he just like, it does that weird shot where it cuts away from Josh and then it goes back and like the fucking Parker's just like right in his fucking face. He's like, oh shit. That was awesome. Yeah. And the elevator scene was a great fucking scare. It was they, like a ghost moment. They mm-hmm. do another one of those in the further when they both go into the further and he's yeah. like, there's a guy staying right he's in front of you baby. yelling. He's got your baby. He's got your baby. He's got your baby. That's I awesome. hate that. That's awesome. <laughs> and he's like right in your face. <laughs> like, hopefully that actor ate some mints because he was <laughs> all up in his grill. Let's do it again, John. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, it's uh, so they, they wind up in this house, uh, Parker's house. Because Lynn Shay's character supposedly told him to do it. However, like, shit's going wrong, and the guy drops his dice, and it says, like, Morta, or whatever. It's, like, Latin for death. Mother Morta. And he drops it again, it says Mater Morta, and he's like, oh, fuck, that's the mother of death. We're in Parker's, you know, Parker's mom, blah, blah, blah. And then right then, a thing drops down. You hear the, the knock behind yeah. the bookshelf? The knock behind the bookshelf, and then they... 
struggle to lift a fucking five pound bookshelf. Well, you see who they got to pick it up. I just moved my fucking house this weekend. If you cannot pick up a five pound bookshelf, fuck you. <laughs> no, you're beer. dead. You're dead to me. They <laughs> <laughs> so hear this knocking behind this hollow wall. Pull the bookshelf out, open it up, and this is kind of a cool scene because like there's like thirty bodies in there, all just just draped, you know, covered in sheets yeah mm-hmm. like Just six or eight pews yeah that was awesome it's like what the fuck and then they open the chest and the mother of uh wait what is it called bride in black yeah uh, they find the clippings and they find mm-hmm. the dress and all that stuff and that's when they start piecing everything together but it was also weird they go upstairs and they see uh the little boy mm-hmm. that was awesome park or oh, the girl girl sorry, the yeah girl, the girl i love that like i bed. hate specs and tucker i I've never enjoyed them in this movie, and their acting has not improved. Oh, one it's bit. terrible, man! It's terrible. Like <laughs> Leonel needs to step away. Like just leave it alone, bro. But uh, it's funny because their backs to this little girl, and they you can see they kind of turn their heads and they see the little girl, and it's like if she sees you in here, she'll make me kill you. And they're like, <laughs> just walk right, right out the door. They walk like, out the door, later. and then right before the scene cuts, you can see. <laughs> Tucker poke his head back over to see if she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And it, rocking horses and shit. Yeah, I forget that how was they. Creepy. I forget how they deduce that Josh is actually the spirit he's possessed. But they end up taking uh, Carl to the house, and they're Carl! like, "All right, safe word is what enchilada, enchilada, and shit. unicorn were the two that they picked." Was it enchilada? Enchilada and unicorn. Those yeah. are the two that they kept picking up, and they're like, "Fucking idiots!" Where are you going to get enchilada into this? Oh, it's lunchtime. It's enchilada time. No, that ma- that makes no sense. Unicorn. <laughs> unicorn. That's Unicorns awesome. know better because they're going to dope Josh and then mm-hmm. kind of whatever expel the demon, which goes horribly, <laughs> horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah, it does. It goes horrible wrong. I love that scene though, where the uh, the wife is walking around and she's trying to like, kind of she heard some noises, and, you know, and then I think all the toys just like levitate and poltergeist jump around the the hallway, mm-hmm. and she's freaking out. And she goes to the living room, and then she does this weird, fun cut scene where she's walking past the couch, and then you just, bam! You see the fucking mom. She's like, "Don't you dare!" And then just <laughs> slaps the shit out of her. She mm-hmm. goes through a fucking coffee table or something like that, yep. and it's just knocked out. Well, they they she hits the baby before that. Yeah, the door slams. God, and don't you dare fucking scream! Sammy her. elbowed me. She's like, "Is she beating the the child?" I was don't like, "Don't you dare!" Probably. <laughs> we are watching a horror movie. Golly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Smack That's how you raise them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you raising, a boy or girl? A fucking Satan, devil. <laughs> <laughs> Raising me a killer. Wait, damn. But yeah, there's this uh, cool part where uh, she goes to the piano and uh, she starts playing this melody. Hey, play chopsticks, you jazzy slut. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving these new sounds. Like that. (laughs) So yeah, she starts playing this song and she tells Josh, do you know what that is? And he's like, I don't know what that is. She's like, that's the song I wrote for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Womp yeah. womp. Sorry, I forgot your birthday as well. It's a, it's been a long move, you know. <laughs> all these fucking things we've been doing. Yeah, the piano keeps playing throughout the the house, and every time she walks up to it, it stops. So yeah, and then does that weird cut into like the nether, and like you see Josh like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> like okay, 
you know, leave that room and walk around. Like, you might be able to find some people. It's like hanging out in the piano room. Mm-hmm. Just like, God damn. When i bored, is, I play the piano. So Yeah, so then you eventually get introduced. There's not just two fucking movies going on. Uh, you have a third movie because, you know, the real Josh is in, like, the nether. And yeah. He's over there on the other side. He's in the nether trying to find his way back. Yeah. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, this thing's going to have to come together soon. And eventually it does. It starts pulling itself together near yeah. the uh, third and final act. Well, then they find out, this was a letdown for me, but the bride in black is a cross-dressing child abuse guy, Parker. Yeah. He ends up being... Being the bride in black, which I was like, God damn it. Like, mm. I, the woman in black was the first part, the best part of the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, eh, not so much. It, it, it's kind, it's kind of, of annoying. I mean, they, they made a twist. I get it. And it is Right. He's a cross-dresser now. Yeah. This movie, like you said, the first movie... The the black bride, bride and black, whatever the fuck her name was, um, yeah, she was scary as fuck in the first one, and when they bring her back into this one, and like you said, she's Parker, a man. It it feels as though they really like castrated. <laughs> <laughs> it feels as though they really castrated the bull on that one. Like they took away its teeth. He yeah. tried to castrate himself. Yeah, it's all in the film. Yeah, <laughs> but like, they took away like. Their best characters too. Oh yeah, you showed up and how good of you to join us? (laughs) (laughs) Sit back and try to ride this train. Yeah, take take the ride. Yeah, Yeah. it was it was it was a letdown. I hate. um, I mean, fuck. Now we know what Buffalo Bill's spirit's doing. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, that's true. Like it, it would have been. I would have made it like something in the like. Turn of the century, eighteen hundreds to nineteen hundreds, some crazy widower. Like mm-hmm. that would have been my story. Yeah, to make it a fucking a crazy dude that's a murderer and cross dresses like Norman Bates. Like it's been done. It's been done a hundred times. Like, yeah, I just I wish there was something else. I will say for this movie though, I guess a piece of final thought for me would be a uh, uh, the first Insidious I did not like. But this one has instilled in me that I, I kind of am intrigued to see where they go in the third one. I think that's the only thing it did well. And for this being the lowest score on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I thought the first one wasn't good. Gotcha. Uh, I was actually with the villain and Parker and all that shit. I was praying that the fucking Darth Maul character would come back. Like that's not good. Yeah, yeah no, he, <laughs> he doesn't. He obviously didn't make an appearance in this one. He does show. He does. Reprise his role in the third one, though. Yeah, there's a snarling sound at the end of this one, but we'll yeah. get into that. Yeah. Um, the whole last final act where, um, you know, everybody's just doing this beatdown moment between husband and wife, and then the kids show up, and then they're, he's just desperate to kill somebody so he can quit his aging process, which is pretty much what he's being forced <laughs> to do. That's why his mother's kind of like haunting Parker to kind of push him to keep killing again. Yeah. But that whole sequence where they get to the basement, they're locking themselves away. Uh, the boy uh, Dalton has to try to go, go under back. again to kind of go get his dad. His I dad. mean, there's a lot of fun things that happen. I'm glad they do it. It it it's originality. It's not always going to be great, but I can give them huge points for doing something unique with this kind of story because uh, it's all over the place. <clears throat> 
<laughs> yeah, it really but is. From the when we start putting together the the flashbacks, and you see the uh, older Josh talking to younger Josh in order to get to the red door and all these things like that. Those are the cool things that kind of. I'm glad we got the, you know, they pull the curtain back eventually mm-hmm. at the, in in as you get towards the end of the film. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really good to see them pull everything together because yeah, like. Halfway through the movie, all you can sit there and think is, God damn, this is a clusterfuck. Yeah. Because you just have so many things happening at the same time. Yeah, it keeps going past, present, future, present, past, nether, the further, the nether, the further, the past. There you go. It's called the further. I keep calling it the nether, the nether realm. (laughs) Like Mortal Kombat. Shang Tsung. But yeah, like uh, what's cool in the end is when they're piecing it all together, in the very beginning when young Josh points at this door and it opens it's actually josh from the future on the other side being guided by lynn Shay's ghost and yeah. it's really fucking odd how they pulled it all together but it's i will say it's kind of original i'll give it some points for that yeah because mm-hmm. um, like when lynn Shay has the battle uh parker's mom mm-hmm. like the ghost finally comes in and carl's been choked out so now there's ghost carl talking to josh all this weird shit's going on and you're in the further and you're seeing all this shit and then finally lynn Shay shows up and it's like that showdown, dude, where they uh they got to pull the sheets off of all the bodies in that one room. That was really cool for that, like a good jump scare kind of shit. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's cre- creepy environments in this this flick. Yeah. I love when they go to old ghost house, old hospitals, decrepit shit. Like yeah, that. it's so. it's weird. And then we've been talking about the film on and on and on, but to uh, speak a little bit to James Wan directing on this one, Leigh-Wan-El wrote a really crazy story like nate said earlier it's basically doing the time warp dance throughout the whole fucking film but man the whole fucking thing shot pretty good i mean the only thing i guess we all i nate brought up uh jumping into found footage land when you're showing footage within the film when it jumps to your handicam yeah when specs and tuck are going into the crane house you know i mean i guess they're paying that bloom house paranormal activity homage to mm-hmm. the to the scene but was it necessary? Nah, probably not. No. I can't stand it. It was switching from VHS to handheld to high def to VHS to handle. Yeah. Just like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> Pick a format. <laughs> really? Fucking <laughs> with my eyes. My fi- I'm like, I'm not streaming this. Come on, Wi-Fi. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it just, it, it really throws me out of movies when they do that. Mm-hmm. Like, just shoot it from the camera fucking that you originally started with. If you're going to Blair Witch it up, Blair Witch it up. Start it with the Blair Witch you know, handheld shit. But don't fucking change it around a no, hundred times throughout the movie. It like drives you said, he went through like three different formats in this one film. I was like, damn. Within like like 150 different shots, like yeah. within a few minutes, it was just like, oh my God. But, but yeah, if I was, uh, I guess we can wrap up. Sure. Uh, what do you guys say? Buy or recommend? Uh, I recommend it. I definitely would buy it if you're going to collect all the chapters because, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Um, for me, this was more of a rent. Um, just, I don't know. I didn't feel as though it was as strong as the first one. Uh, granted, I'm sure once I see the third one, I'll figure out if I want to buy all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, uh, I don't know. I had, I had problems with, with, uh, Carl, who by the way is the, the priest from The Conjuring. Oh, that's cool. Um, I had problems with him playing as the medium. I, I wish I would have took a different route with him because um, he just he didn't really seem all that useful to begin with whenever he shows up and I just I, I don't know I wasn't really 
feeling as though I was believing him as a character in it. And the jumping back and forth was meh. What I did like was them tying everything together. You see moments from the first movie play into this one and how everything led up to that. Like the moment where Josh is trying to break into his own house because the guy is going after his baby. It explains like why did the why did this the uh, house alarm go off? Why was the door wide open? Like why was all this happening? Yeah, I love that stuff. Oh yeah, it, it was fucking amazing, and I'm I'm glad that they used that. And I I can't remember if this came out first or if it was the Paranormal Activity Ghetto version where it was in the streets. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah but yeah. they did the, they did that same thing in that movie at the very end. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Shit. But um, no, it was I, really cool. I like that a lot. But yeah, for I me, think this two was first. Okay, pretty, so pretty then they probably took it from that. Yeah, but it was it was a nice callback. That was really one of my favorite things, and just how uh, Patrick Wilson was right in on. the movie. He was very menacing as a as a villain in this. So, well, for me, um, uh, whether it's a buy or a recommend, um, sure, knock yourself out. Again, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, the first one I didn't recommend. Um, the one thing that I'd give credit to this movie to is, like I said, I, I actually want to see Insidious 3 now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would I go back and watch this again? Probably fucking not. But it's not like it would be like if someone said, hey, if you want to watch Insidious 2, that I would say, oh, fuck that movie. Like, I would sit through it again. Yeah, fuck it. Don't buy it. <laughs> like, but you can give it a watch. Like, why not? If you're a completionist the first like 30 minutes of this movie holds my attention really well. It's got some creepiness. Um, it's just kind of like that last, last 20 minutes kind of, mm-hmm. and I just don't care for all the side stories and jumping around, even though they did it well, tying it together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, even though we're not going to review insidious three, I'm still probably going to watch it mm-hmm. because I, I'm interested to see where the hell it goes. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I am interested in Insidious 4, though, because even though James Wan is not helming it, he's not directing it, they actually have a, another director by Adam uh, Robitel. Robitel? Um, and his name, I didn't recognize it until I saw his debut movie, which was The Taking of Deborah Logan. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. his debut movie. And he also um, he also sense. wrote, the, he also did the screenplay for uh, Ghost Dimension. Paranormal Activity. Nice. So so he has work. He has work under his belt, so I'm interested to see how that one goes, solely because of the fact I really enjoyed the taking of Deborah Logan. Yeah. Which it was really, that's a funny story with Sammy on that one. Um, <laughs> with Deborah Logan. I don't want to know. <laughs> and Insidious, I mean, I think these films hold the originality and the horror background that, you know, that we kind of expect from um, these kind of directors and stuff that are doing stuff like this now. Mm-hmm. But with one and Lay One L knocking this out, uh, it works great as a chapter one and two. I'm sorry, a lot of people don't like the astral projection stuff, but for me, I dig it. I, I really, yeah, no, I really thought cool. it was a good way to go. You set up something we've never seen before, like the further, which plays extremely fucking well uh, visually, and uh, having James Wan direct that kind of shit was just uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, definitely. But See, um, is this their last collaboration? 
they haven't they, really got back together. Conjuring after one and two, they yeah. didn't touch. Um, nope. Yeah, well, Leonel's always been kind of off his own. He did part. Leonel wrote and directed and starred in uh, the third chapter of yeah. Insidious. Oh, yeah, he comes back as Specs. Yeah, and you know that it. motherfucker is worth more than James Wan. I actually looked up their net worth. Really, Wanell is worth fifty-five million. Wan is worth fifty. Wow, really? Well, because I think Wanell has been writing almost all. Of the uh, Saw films, and then he goes off and does indie films too. With the uh, the actor that plays Tucker, they did a film called The Mule because they wanted to do a film in the uh, in uh, Australia, mm-hmm. which is a great film. If you haven't seen The Mule, uh, mm-hmm. definitely go check that out. Yeah, Wanell was saying, uh, I think it's after this, he was saying, you know, what? I want to get out of the horror genre. He's like, I'm a film fan. We do horror well, but I don't want to be just stuck in horror. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where the hell he's going to go after this. Yeah. But it isn't with James Wan. Well, James Wan is doing Aquaman. Yeah, so. and you know that's a, that's I don't see it. Um, the look of his horror films are brilliant. Uh, I do support James Wan in horror films because he he does a- atmosphere real well. But I don't ever see him using like uber shit tons of G- CGI, no. and so I don't know how the fuck he's gonna fare with that. Like actually. He deals with a lot of CGI because he dealt. I think he's great at dealing with a multitude of components, uh, almost all uh, uh, Zack Snyder stuff, but maybe just not with the visual visual niche. But when you watch Fast Seven, oh, he's I able to. De- he he's able to deal with so much shit, mm-hmm. uh, huge action sequences and all that stuff. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Aquaman, but I'm not like. I fanboy forgot he, i forgot completely yeah. forgot he did furious seven so. and i think that's what kind of turned the hat on uh micro budget director to mega budget director mm-hmm. i mean this guy was able to really juggle some big shit obviously in fast seven because that's pretty much a stand-up is that any good yeah for a two and a half fucking film it's good as a standalone and it's great as a as a fucking uh you know for the series is that yeah. the one paul walker died at the end of or the beginning that's of? that's the one he passed away yeah oh, okay yeah but I would recommend it because it's uh it's fun. It's a good action way to sit down and just dig. Yeah. And oh. with with it being Aquaman, hell, you have the horrors of the deep. You don't know what the fuck is down there. Yeah. So yeah. hell look at half the things that hide in those murky depths where you can't where light does not get to. See, I would have given Aquaman to somebody like uh fucking uh, Guillermo del Toro. That would have been fun. To explore the depths of the ocean, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. he did Pacific Rim. Oh, God, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just go right into Conjuring 2. All right. (laughs) This movie opens up uh, with the scene. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 Too much talking. It opens up, right? Like, this is the fucking movie I wanted. Email me the rest of this story. (laughs) We've already heard this part, Nate. (laughs) Homer is better. (laughs) uh, I'm emailing it. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Long pause. Um, No, dude. um, Go ahead. You're you're saying some stuff. (laughs) So, yeah, this, uh, it starts right at the, if you remember at the end of Conjuring, it says uh, there's this case in, uh, did they say Amity? Uh, Uh, New England. New England. I thought it was Jersey. Or where? Wherever wherever Amityville is at the end of the movie, they're like Long Island. This, didn't well, yeah, Long, Long Island, Island. Long Island. There so, you go. Oh yeah. Okay. So so going back. Here up. 
They uh, <laughs> so it starts out with the fucking story I wanted, Amityville, and yeah. I was fuck in theaters. Me, Jeff, Sammy, and Griselda went and saw this. And oh yeah, Ralph was supposed to come. He went to the wrong fucking theater. <laughs> I, get a, I, get the, I get the devil stare right there from fucking Ralph. <laughs> Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and the, the, the story starts with the Amityville story, and immediately, like, I am fucking foaming at the mouth. I love the Amityville story. I'd love to hear it told from the, the Warren's perspective. And that's what they're doing. They're doing the the their seance of the house. Yeah, I fucking lost my shit when they, they included the little boy. Yeah, okay, because there is an actual real picture of them during the seance, and they place cameras, uh, motion cameras, all around the house, and it snapped a picture of a little boy in the stairway. Hey that Jeff, throw that picture up so everybody can see it. Oh yeah, here we go. Cool. Oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Hope you all can. See that. Anyways, it's a <laughs> they, uh, there's this um, boy in the stairway, and they actually match facial features to the boy that was murdered, the, wow. the Veo kid. Um, so there's like I, no way he could have been in the house today. No, he thing. was fucking dead. It was a little like eight year old kid in pajamas in the Fuck. picture. The sheriff, in real life, the sheriff fucking, and they had the sheriff, I believe, like the town pastor or something like that, and then a few other authority type figures to you know watch over the warns as, the, as they did this the guy said there was nobody the sheriff said there was nobody else in that fucking house Jeez. they were all sitting in that living room during the seance and that's when the camera went off and popped the picture of the boy fucking freaky as shit if you look at amityville little boy on stairway you'll see it so it's unexplained ralph pull crazy it up. shit there you go thank you then there's something wrong with you you're certainly not very good <laughs> Damn, wrong picture. Well, fuck. Why don't you go ahead and talk? <laughs> so you had spoken to that this is a. You felt this was a mob hit. Yeah. Okay. Um, DeFeo was actually uh, Rob DeMeo's like cousin, first cousin, and the DeFeos. Um, a lot of people said, "Oh, it's just too strange." You know, oh, it must be the devil. The son's fucking all crazy on acid and shit, saying the devil made him do it. But there is mob ties to this family. Um, like I said, Roy DeMeo, uh, who uh, Richard Kluklinski worked for, uh, the Iceman killer. Gotcha. And this is all during the same time frame, 1974, some shit. Anyways, so, yeah, they were related, and he was a high-up murdering motherfucker in the uh, mafia. So. Oh, yeah. I don't, you know, it's kind of weird that the whole family gets taken out and the one druggy son lives, but the one druggy son could have been out. There's multiple theories on it. Uh, a lot of people said that um, the son and the daughter killed everybody in the house, and then the son killed the daughter, and that was that. And there's so many fucking theories. It's like, we're 50 years past it now, and we're still wondering what the fuck what happened the fuck in that happened? house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, as getting back into the movie... The son's walk or the little boy that they took the picture of on the stairs is actually walking down and leading Lin Shay astral projection style it's through the Lin house. Shea. Oh, it's not Lin Shay. Fuck. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Vera, the other medium. Vera. Uh, yeah. Vera Farmiga. For, for me. For, Lorraine. Lorraine Warren. I love her flowers. <laughs> <laughs> that means two things. <laughs> but she's leading her her spirit into the basement into 
fucking creepy land, sir. God damn. Oh, creepy yes. land, sir. And uh, I f- that look, that's it's been a while f- since I've seen it. That's when we get our first introduction. <laughs> oh, to yeah. the nun. Oh, the they do that. They do that mirror trick where she's looking mm-hmm. at the fucking. She pulls the blanket down and she sees <sighs> the mirror. Well, it's she gets down to the basement and she's walking around, and then all of the kids all the pop bodies, up in yeah. front of her, and they all point at a mirror. And so then she uncovers the mirror. The kids are gone, and all you see is the nun, the in, the nun in the background and of she, the reflection. And it's creepy as fuck. Because she does that look back, and there's nothing there. Yeah, and but she, then she turns back forward. It's closer. Oh. Let me say this: getting goosebumps I, already. When I was sitting in the theater, yeah, I had to act the man. <laughs> 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 every, like every time this fucking nun shows up on screen. I didn't want to jump. I didn't want to uh, seem your pecker pussified. <laughs> pussified. You're just making yourself look like a pussy. Thank you. Every time she was on screen, I'd look down at the very bottom of the screen. <laughs> like, I, I didn't want to look away and Jeff be like, "You faggot." <laughs> Thank you for creeping up my night. You're welcome. <laughs> but it was like every time she got on screen, I just looked down at my feet or at the very back of the chair in front of me. I just oh sit there reverently God. like she was actually staring at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that. she she noticed she, uh, when she sees this nun, she has a, a vision of Ed getting impaled. Yep. Oh, no, it's just a sound. Yeah, you don't. All you get is a sound. Because it's like her premonition. I yeah, mean, it know. was it was a, a premonition of the of the Ed situation. Mm-hmm. I guess she saw it maybe in her mind. Yeah, yeah but all we got was a silhouette. Oh, all we, yeah. We didn't oh, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we don't we yeah, don't yeah, find yeah, out yeah. that it's actually him until because we were wondering what the, the fuck was going on until like thanks halfway. Wicca. Go ahead, repeat that. Wikipedia. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, one yeah, uh, <laughs> whatever. One year later, they they find we jump forward a year later. <laughs> this flashback is crazy. I know, right? It's like fucking Final Fantasy or some shit. Really, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing there, buddy? Anyways, we jump forward a year into 1977, and the Hodgkin's disease—the disease—the disease family begins to discover uh, strange occurrences. We got—we're in London now. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, Enfield. Uh, yeah, I forgot about this part. Janet, <laughs> like the whole movie. Yeah, right, the whole rest of the fucking look. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Janet is like the second oldest of four children. She's sleepwalking and having conversations in her dream with an entity who keeps saying that his house is his. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they reach out to fucking um, the Warrens. And Lorraine actually said at the end of the Amityville uh, seance that this is as close to hell as I'm ever going to get. I'm yeah. done. And she, with the vision of somebody being impelled. I could have sworn it showed as Ed, but it, it shows because she's worried about him the entire movie. Oh yeah, but they don't they don't really like allude to that till like way later in the film that mm-hmm. that's been what's fucked her up like through Conjuring One and then this film is that she's constantly haunted by the premonition of Ed's death. That's why she constantly okay. keeps trying to yeah. distance herself from some of these jobs and also him going on his own and doing things. Yeah, and uh, so we go back to the Warrens' house in this scene. 
I was looking down at my chair pretty much the entire fucking time. This is like the best fucking scene in the film. Dude, it really is. Okay, she like she's sitting there with her daughter and um, because Ed's been painting a picture. Yeah, Yeah. Ed painted a picture because he saw him. He's been seeing her too in dreams, right? Yeah, he's been seeing her in dreams and he couldn't sleep, so he got up that morning and was painting the picture. And she comes around, she's like, "Fuck!" This huge (laughs) fucking portrait of the nun, Mm -hmm. ghost looking freak. Fucking, yep. that's awesome. Dude, the go- dude, that nun, I'm glad they're doing a spinoff because yeah. I won't be able to watch the entire fucking movie. I'll be looking at the bottom of the fucking goddamn <laughs> screen the entire fucking movie, let's be honest. Uh, sh- that nun is fucked up, bro. And yeah. there's a scene in this movie where where uh, Lorraine walks into Ed's office and that picture, it's, it's kind of, it's not dimly lit. It's like it's dusk. Like it's not real bright, but it's not dark yet. Um, and it's kind of like natural lighting. Yeah, it's all natural but, uh, lighting. She see this big fucking picture of this nun that Ed painted is against the wall, you know, hanging. our height. <laughs> yeah, hanging on the wall, and she's staring at it, and you can't tell if there's a f- the figure is actually standing or if that's well, the painting. Well, because the uh, it's brilliantly shot. The, whenever, whenever. Uh, Whenever the shutters get closed, all you see is the painting, and all you can see is the eyes start yeah. to slowly like form itself to where they're like glowing. Oh, but and you, it looks like she's standing there, and then she flicks on the light, and it's back to normal. Yeah, and that's whenever it really begins, begins to fuck with her because it does that long shot of like the shadow going all mm-hmm. the way around the fucking room. Oh, yes. that was awesome! And then yeah, stops like you, behind like you the said, painting exactly. And I was just like, oh, dude, that was awesome. But the mm-hmm. the cool part is like these fingers come out from behind the painting and wrap around the front, and then I think she, that's where she flicks on the light, and it's just normal painting. And it's like no, no, no. She never flicked on the light after that. The nun left the light alone. I have a tingle in my balls. Like I wasn't looking at that this was awesome. the whole time. I would seriously would look up and be like, "Oh the fucking nun!" That was really, the fucking nun. It's like I don't know. James Wan hit master class there, dude. And, this, yeah. and some of the shit in the film. Whoever painted that and came up with the design and look of the nun, fucking kudos. You should win an award. It takes a lot to get me unnerved. And that was a my butthole was puckering. Like I just butthole was puckered. Penis went inward. I think last. I think the. the I think I made an excuse to go get some popcorn or some pizza or some shit. I have to piss. I'll be right back. (laughs) Anybody need ice? I went outside and actually smoked a cigarette. (laughs) That made me so nervous. That's awesome. (laughs) It did, man. I don't like like nuns. (laughs) I don't like nuns. They're penguins. But when they're fucked up looking penguins, it's even worse. Yeah, it bothers the shit out of you. Bad. Um, it's the only part of Exorcist Three makes me jump. Oh yeah, forgot when that about thing that. comes out the door. Yeah. Oh fuck! fuck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> the Gemini Killer. All right, I'm getting my man card back. <laughs> Rest of this movie, I was there. <laughs> um, this whole film was just James Wan doing what he does best. I mean, from that beautiful introduction with the Amityville story, uh, bringing us set up for the Nun, going into uh, scenes where Lorraine's dealing with. Uh, the premonition she saw mm-hmm. and how it's kind of trying to, she's, she's fighting to keep the family together, but the infield case comes up and the infield case is just being put together so eloquently by one. You get the sisters uh, fighting. Uh, the one son has a, this has a stutter. Yeah. Father and, recently oh, left. Dude, I mean, it was just so great to see Juan and everybody put this together. Mm-hmm. 
because I think I've seen a couple of documentaries on the infield poltergeist. Uh, BBC just recently did a mini series about it. So seeing it brought into, um, you know, James Wan's world with the Conjuring and the Warrens, mm-hmm. it was just done so fucking well. I was it really, really just was. like, wow. But even the little nursery rhyme that the uh, son reads. The Crooked Man. Yeah. Seeing that uh, being brought to life as you get through the film was just awesome. Now, answer me this question with the Crooked Man. Was that CG or was that stop motion? Oh, it's a real actor. That was a real actor? Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) That was practical effect. Have you ever seen the the Spanish horror film called Record? Mm -mm. Uh, He's the... uh, the actor plays this ghost witch character at the end. Yeah. Uh, he's done, uh, he did a cameo in Witching and Bitching. He's a really tall, skinny, really lanky guy with long fucking fingers. Oh, shit. He's done some work with Yelma the Toro, I believe. Did he do uh, Silent Hill? Was he the triangle head dude? Because that was a Spanish actor that did it. Maybe, the, but the I don't. Weird bodies and things. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's a different guy. But this guy, he just landed a job too with the new Stephen King It film. He's going to play uh, one of the monsters that. The it character turns into. Oh shit! So I mean, he's constantly laying down work as being just uh, just because it was his body proportion. Yeah, because I saw I actually saw this movie twice. The first time, whenever I was supposed to go see it with you guys, but I also saw it again when I when I got back from California earlier in the week, and me and Samantha went to go see it because she was determined to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like no one would go see it with her. She, everyone was like too scared to go see it, and she's wow. like, "Well, fuck all of you," you know. <laughs> And so me and her went and saw it at, like, a fucking dollar theater. And she was floored by that. She loved it. But the thing that was throwing her off, she couldn't tell if it was CG or stop motion. She's like, I think that's stop motion. I was like, Mm. maybe, but I really doubt it because they have an actor for it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a – man, when you see this guy, you Google him and you just see, wow, like, this guy is, like, legit. Like, that's just – his fucking proportions is just like Javier that tall. Javier Botet. And he's just name. that tall and that skinny, dude. It's fucking crazy. He's kind of like the Spanish <laughs> Doug Jones. Exactly. Just like <laughs> abnormally tall, though. Like, fucking. Super thin and frail looking. Because <laughs> when you see that scene where he steps out of the tent and it looks all yeah. fucking freaky out of that teepee. Oh, dude, that was awesome. Yeah, oh, fucking shit. teepee down. I would have Fuck. fucking ripped that goddamn thing down. This guy like, played. I don't know how that as, kid stood uh, it. This, kid, this guy played as uh, Mama. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was in Mama. Yeah, that was the Guillermo del Toro's eye. Woo. I was thinking about. Holy shit! <laughs> that is <laughs> creepy as fuck. That's him. Yep. Yeah. That's what him. the fuck is wrong with him? His goddamn really bicep is. Have to get going. <laughs> well, I'm not. This guy's biceps as long as my fucking thigh. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus, dude, that dude, like, no, he needs to quit. Fucking making himself puke. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking about eighty-seven he's, pounds and about six foot seven. He's he not puking. He's on the Christian Bell diet for the machinist. <laughs> Apples <laughs> and coffee and cigarettes. That's all you need. That's all he needed. That One is apple. That is freaky. That is like if I was to kick your leg, it, you'd shatter both of legs. <laughs> like, Shit. <laughs> like the guy's clothes probably weigh more than him. Probably. Jesus. I mean, how tall is he? Oh, I've already backed out of it. Damn it. Let's keep moving. I'll I'll get back to it. Um, Donald Trump said keep moving we're gonna keep, <laughs> so moving. We're gonna keep on pressing through um, it's the greatest pressing through ever <laughs> it's the it's the most greatest thing ever ladies and gentlemen um, beyond the uh, crooked man I think you see the nun the crooked man and we get one more 
I can't remember. Six it. foot I, seven and 120 pounds. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> you get this really weird. I don't. That's what I want to review. Is uh, when you get the uh, true reveal of Valak. Yeah. Is that, is the that CG? Yeah, yeah. Valak is okay. the nun. Is that true CG or was that costume or was that? CG? That's all makeup. That was all makeup. That was all makeup. That was awesome. And I read <clears throat> that loosely the uh, the look of Valak was more based on the uh, demon Beelzebub than it was of actually the demon Valak, which is all real shit. If you go look up at uh, demon encyclopedias and stuff like that, you'll see these old wood print uh, drawings of what Valak looks like. And it's actually like a boy uh, with wings riding a serpent or something like that. Jeez. And it's really a high priest of hell kind of demon shit when you talk about Valak's character or the uh, the idea of using it. Yeah, which is weird because like he's supposedly used to this day to be summoned for people that are looking for lost treasures and stuff like that. Oh, was that what yeah. he was about? It was weird shit that I was reading about uh, for the the idea uh, and history of the Valak uh, hmm. name and demonology crap. Yeah, I'll have to look that up later. But it was neat that they would use the vessel and appearance of the nun mm-hmm. to be the visual stimuli. You know. Yeah. I'll, uh, you know, what they did with Annabelle and it being a demon using Annabelle as a host to kind of spook the shit out of us. Yeah. Well, uh, that's visually. Valak used uh, Bill. Bill was the was the old man's name as a kind of like a vessel yeah. to take over what was happening at the house. So then the Warrens couldn't figure out it was Valak. The whole time. I'm yeah, sorry. They needed awesome. to change that name. <laughs> you keep thinking of Phallic. No, I, I keep Phallic. <laughs> I keep thinking of uh, uh, John Carpenter's vampires. You pull smoking fashion victim. That's the main vampire's name is Valak. So oh, I'm like, it? every time they say her name, I'm just like, picture that terrible movie. <laughs> you're like, damn it, you're killing it. Fucking, I love James Wood. <laughs> um, also on a side note for the uh, Javier Botin uh, I just looked up a uh, video clip while you guys were talking about him and with the test footage of him as mama oh good god that is it's creepy as fuck yeah. I would recommend looking that shit up just fucking google Javier Botin Mama test footage, and it's like it's the first and only video that pops up. It's like a 40 second video, and it is scary as fuck. And that's like without the CG, that's just all him. Creepy character work, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> guy grew up on a poor farm in Spain. <laughs> no cows on that fucking farm. One no. can of tuna per One quarter. Tuna. Again, the Christian Bale diet. Yeah, for the machinist, an apple, a cup of coffee, and cigarettes. That's all he needed. It's weird. He's like the stretch version of him. Yeah, like six foot seven, hundred twenty pounds. God damn. Yeah, no what is shit. that featherweight? <laughs> Fucking welcome to America. Get him some McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get a McDonald's, he can't pull these awesome creature effects. Don't yeah. do that. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I can't wait to see him in it. I'm curious. Oh my and god, it? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. gonna be awesome. Seeing Pennywise, the pet detective. God. It'd be awesome. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fucking two-two. Yeah, fingers crossed, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, he doesn't look like an inviting clown. Like, pick, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, the character that plays like the English um, medium that's kind of helping the Warrens as mm-hmm. they get there and they're working with the family. I mean, it goes very into familiar ground, like with the Conjuring and stuff. You're having the Warrens kind of hang out in the house. They're over there trying to 
you know, get to know the family, uh, really investigate the situation. Because you have a lot of fun scare scenes where, like, you know, the the girl does these weird scenes where she's, like, stuck to the ceiling or she's going yeah. through the, you know, she just magically appears in the re- bedroom and stuff like that. And she's being constantly attacked by the uh, the Bill character. Yeah. But one of my favorite scenes is uh, when they're coming into contact with him and they're wanting to speak to him. And does this great out of focus sequence because they make the girl hold a glass of uh, like a uh, Uh, take a sip of water and hold it in her mouth. And they start speaking to Bill to make sure she's not doing like a ventriloquist uh, Mm. trick. Are we back on ventriloquist? (laughs) (laughs) A la dead silence. Yeah, she throws her voice. Linguistic. Linguistic. (laughs) I'm not drunk. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Not this time around. Oh. But that was an awesome scene because you got yeah. that great out of focus sequence. Uh, and he appears behind her, yeah, yeah. It's and Ed's, cool. Ed's talking to her, like in, uh, you know, and like uh, kind of interviewing or whatever you want to say, uh, interrogating Bill. And you just have that awesome sequence play out. It's awesome. I don't know. It, it there was new tricks in this Conjuring two that really paid off. That I think were just awesome. Yeah, there was this. This movie did have a lot of fucking. Just dope ass scenes in it. Um, one that comes to mind is that uh, place where they do the laundry under the house. Oh yeah, it fucking when it gets flooded or before that. Yeah, ladies oh, and gentlemen, oh, call your fucking landlord if your fucking laundry <laughs> unit looks like this. You need to move. Yeah, if yeah. you look like you have a small lake in your in your at, in your basement, yeah. yeah, you definitely need to fucking call your landlord for real. Yeah. What does Donald Trump have to say about that? <laughs> I don't know. We really do. Have to get going. <laughs> yeah. Get, get going, going and on. find a fucking plumber. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got one that's moving to Canada, Jeff. Oh, yeah. yeah. No fucking rent unless you fix the fucking laundry room. <laughs> I'm having to go down the house, down to the other house to uh, do my fucking laundry for four goddamn kids. There you go. <laughs> and I think that's what was missing from this film. Uh, the family just worked better. It had more heart in the first film. This one was very, man, I mean. Dysfunctional as yeah. shit. Yeah. I love the I love the whole. Um, we haven't played music in this house since the father left, mm-hmm. and oh, they're yeah. like, "Well, where's the dad?" Well, he banged the chick down the street and has twins. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, shit! Like, well, give me the guitar. I'm gonna play an Elvis song. Yeah, Savage. that was cool. Yeah, that was neat. But to to talk about what you were saying about the kids, though, I think the reason why it had more heart in the first one is because all the kids were being affected, whereas in this one it was just Janet. Yeah. And so you didn't really get that feel feeling of connection because for the beginning of it, beginning of all the hauntings and everything going on, everybody's there. But once it gets to the point to where Ed and Lorraine Lorraine get into it, the kids are separated. Yeah. All the all the other kids are over at the neighbor's house, whereas Janet and her mom are at the actual house because if they bring Janet over, then shit happens. Shit happens. God damn it, Janet! And they play like almost a stronger skeptic uh, viewpoint throughout this film. Yeah, it makes they you really almost, pull the skeptic in it because they really make you almost doubt the girl. Well, they want to bust her. Yeah, you know, yeah. like um, I forget. Like you were telling me on that BBC, the BBC, BBC version, BBC version uh, that you you watched, and you're like the actor who originally contacts the Warrens. He was actually like the big honcho of this whole case yeah and, uh, yeah, and he, he has a bit part in this one yeah it's small i mean yeah. they they focus on the warns and they didn't really have i mean they went there for like two days yeah and you know they kind of stretch out the re- the real a- reality of it all but yeah because yeah. yeah. the bbc one really plays stronger to 
the London medium that goes there, he's like he just lost his daughter, so his reason of getting into the supernatural is to really have contact. Maurice Gross. Oh, Maurice, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his he was really trying to play an understanding of the supernatural to see if like there was another side for his daughter to be there, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and it gives him hope to be able to see if there's a way that he can contact her as well to kind of get a sense of closure. And protecting Janet was almost Allah trying to reconnect or save that, you know, that last bit of hope. Yeah. Yeah. And it was was great. The BBC one, I highly recommend it. I think it's something that plays very strong against this. And it's fun. I mean, it was a great miniseries. Well, it's more reality. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's a documentary. It's not fucking faux or anything like that. But, uh, uh, yeah, Maybe. after you recommended it to me, I went and watched it, and that was a fucking exquisite, exquisite watch. So, yeah. Uh, well, and, yeah, that one, like you said, it does play a lot more to the England, the everyone in England, whereas this one, it's a lot more towards the us, our, our end of yeah. it. So. Let's, let's make the Warrens a popular Because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Warrens... They were just kind of laughed at out there, weren't they? Uh, or that because like, well, I haven't seen it. Yeah. When when you see the BBC one, they kind of come there and they kind of say it's all bullshit, and they mm-hmm. leave. And the guy stays like months after month after month. Like this was like a long period of time for him to kind of find justification what Janet was doing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the storytelling in this movie is actually what Maurice Gross did in real life. Like he's the one that actually took the recording. To the archbishop or whatever hierarchy, the Vatican, yeah, whoever is the hierarchy to allow an exorcism to happen. Mm-hmm. He's the one that took it to him, not the yeah. Warrens. Um, he's the one that stayed there and videotaped and you know photographed everything. He did all all the stuff the Warrens did is what he actually did. Yeah, and it sucks that they did it that way, but at the same time, we're telling you know it's a, a Warren. It's story, the Warren so. series, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is all supposed to be going... I wish they wouldn't have done that. I wish they would have not done the infield and actually... Did more than Amityville? No, well, I mean, fuck yeah. But, I mean, Amityville, they were only there for three days. They yeah. Set up, did it set put them on the map just for publicity reasons. Yeah. From um, what I've read. I wish they would have done something else. Like Ralph said, uh, I want to know the story of the kettle. Yeah, the kettle or the samurai armor or something. Yeah, something. I mean, <laughs> something, something badass in there. I mean, I've read their books and they are a lot more. Uh, they, they did a lot more than a, than the stories these are becoming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh yeah, well, it's Hollywood taking its own yeah jab at everything. Yeah, I mean, and I guess it also is like, where do you? How can you put the butts in the seats? Let's do something that plays to kind of history but also right. you know let's also obviously we have to make make it you for know, entertainment exactly yeah uh, there's just more stories that include them actually doing a lot more investigation I think they could have gone that route and got a, got away with it because it's not like we were like oh the 40 year mark of the infield you yeah. know it wasn't anything to do it's just they wrote the movie around well, the infield with them and I, I know, they, know they, they base some scenes where like the girl is trashing like they go into the house and like somehow it's just trashed and they're like we can't figure it out and the guy goes well the girl the lady was outside she goes i saw the whole thing yeah videotaped it yeah and she see you see the girl you know trashing the house it's her the whole time Mm -hmm. but then there's a scene where as it starts gearing up for that awesome ending there's that scene where the girl's missing and they're looking for her and she's like in this weird fuse box utility room that she's all she's all squeezed up like like she's squeezed in there in like some un 
inhumane fucking yeah. way, like impossible for a, a girl of her age to just put herself in that the position. The back of her heel is against the back of her head. <laughs> I mean, it Ow. was just like, what? I mean, where does your doubt come in there as a skeptic? It was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on in this house? Yeah, and they they don't they find her in the fuse box, and then the lady tells them like this is bullshit. And yeah, like, here's the footage. Yeah, all this shit, and you're like, what the fuck? Her breaking everything apart. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, and Lorraine Warren, you know, after seeing the videotape, Lorraine, of course, is this like wanting to stay, but Ed's like, look, we gotta go. This yeah, we is can't. Bullshit. Yeah. And so as they're heading to the train station, they get on the train, and Ed drops two reels of audio. And does it spell out something? Like no, it, it just it, it, cro- focuses it gives them the idea band. of cross the audio because oh yeah the, yeah, yeah. the jarble oh that's right Cro- the the two tapes cross each other yeah. so he plays them at the same time and it's some message from uh, it's like help me she's using me or something like that and then as soon as as soon as those that line is phrased the Lorraine ends up like going into she realizes, astral projection mode yeah it's she like Jack Crow. <laughs> Sorry, vampires, Valak. <laughs> was well, awesome because they, they started finding out that that bill's being used, and that was just awesome. Just yeah. escalates everything to that next level. And when I saw this movie for the second time, that was I, I, like I'm watching Samantha watch the movie, and she's enjoying the hell out of. She's jumping at everything. I'm like, ha! That that scene made me jump again. <laughs> where it's, where she's talking to Bill, and Bill is normal, uh-huh. and he says that she's controlling me, and all of a sudden you see a hand grab his shoulder, and it's it's Valak behind him. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that fucking nun. Yeah. Uh, that was creepy as shit, dude. James Wan said something amazing with that character. <laughs> oh, no, he shit. did. I, I'm so glad they're doing a spinoff with just the nun. Yeah. Like, that is... Fuck. Is he tied to direct that or not? I, I, I Well, it's, Jeff like, was looking up, it says no, but as mm-hmm. I'm looking on Wikipedia, it says spinoff film. Or is he just uh, producing? Oh, he's set to produce. He's him set and to produce? Sefren. Okay. And that's great. I mean, he's hey, getting he's still... getting the right team together to push on and mm. tally forward. <laughs> and <Yeah>. John <laughs> tally forward. Tally <laughs> Um Johnson, whoever is, let's see here, who Johnson is. Oh, he's the screenplay writer for this movie. Is writing uh, the Nun spinoff. So. And I'm I'm pretty sure that's going to have a creep factor to it, as long as it's not too much Annabelle, because Annabelle kind of. It played so much like Rosemary's Baby. It didn't really ever feel like it had yeah. to. Rosemary really. and Chucky. Yeah. It was well, just like a with... fucking goddamn doll. Just break it. It's porcelain. Yeah. And with <laughs> Annabelle, like, I don't know if there's much lore with that character. Because with Valak, like you were saying earlier, there is there is lore behind Valak. There is stories. There's legends and so on and so forth. Whereas Annabelle, it's... If they you could, if they could name, if they could have named the demon and give it more worth, yeah, then you could have, you probably would have had something, yeah, something better than what was already given. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think so. I do not like the end of this movie, though. I yeah. do not like that. Tell me your name. Tell me your name, and it finally says it, and that's how you defeat. No, no, it. no she it's remembers like, the uh, the Bible she scratched it. through, right. and all that crap. Speaking oh, of that's that right. name, that's right. You I know forgot that, about that. You yeah. kn- did y'all notice in the background that name is spelled out 
in a lot of the scenes. It was Alex's like name in the yeah. girl's little girl's bracelet or some shit. It shows up five different times. Okay. The first time is at the table after Lorraine sees the painting, and they walk to the table and they're having breakfast. Whenever it cuts to her, if you look on the countertop, like where the uh, molding is for the tile, you see it spelled out right there in the tile. Um, then the second, third, and fourth time are all during the scene with the daughter. Mm-hmm. You see it once on the uh, on the uh, bookshelves. Whenever it's shown Lorraine reading the Bible, it's right there. You see it's spelt on the bracelets. and Lorraine scratched it in her Bible. Then she scratches it in her Bible. And then, let's see. Yeah, it's all, like, a lot of them are, a lot of them are within that scene. Gotcha. It, sh- it says that it, they're, like, two, three, and four is all on the bracelets. And then the fifth one is on the actual bookshelf itself. Like, gotcha. you see Valak written everywhere. God. So and it, and I noticed that the first time around because I was sitting awesome. looking, I was like, "Judy's name doesn't have an A in it." Yeah, like I, I was sitting there staring at it the first time around, and it never clicked. And then after watching the movie, and I started talking with you guys about it, that's when I was like, "Did you guys notice that A?" And I think it was Nate or Sammy. Somebody was like, "No, what are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. So I didn't think anything of it after that. But I was like, "Fuck." That's what it was. The name was written everywhere. <laughs> but to the purpose of, uh, what do y'all think of Bill's character? Like when you do see Bill, and he's always like that creepy old guy coming Bill out of the shadows. Bill creepy. I liked awesome. him. And awesome. whenever he was, whenever Janet was on the ceiling, and he's whistling this old man. Yeah. And he, as he gets up, just gets up and boom. Boom. With the knick-knack pad. <laughs> but his character was... Cre- like, all, all the all the characters used to terrify this family was amazing. Yeah. Valak was amazing. The Crooked Man was amazing. Bill, even though you find out Scary it was just shit. a pawn the entire time, was amazing. Yeah. I loved the... my One of my favorite scenes in this with Bill was uh, when she stays home sick from school and she's sitting on the couch with the TV remote. Oh, and, yeah. And keeps, like, changing channels and she shuts it off and his reflection's in the TV. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, God damn it! <laughs> and then he... Then after she freaks out about that and turns around to the TV, there he is. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking... They, they did this movie really well with the scares. The storyline, meh. You know, they... they Embellished it a little too yeah, much. They took but their liberties with it. Yeah, you got to do that dramatic liberty. Yeah. But um, yeah, in the end, uh, they say, "Oh, uh, yeah, um, fucking Ed uh, trying to save the little girl falls out the window, and there's yeah. a tree stump that you know that like got hit spike. by lightning. Yeah, and that's the premonition she had. So yeah. I forget how she saves. It's like she says the demon's name, and then is she's able a, to get a hold of him. But yeah, she says it, and then she's like, "I condemn you back." The same thing that Patrick Wilson said at the end of Conjuring One to Bathsheba: "I condemn you back to hell." Yeah. Well, he's so. looking for it with the black cross. It's somewhere in New Mexico, and James Woods knows where it's at. <laughs> 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 dun, dun, dun. Crossover. Yep. So yeah, um, no, she does I, that, and she's able to pull them back in. You got any, anything else, Dad? No, I mean well, that's uh, the just of, the gist of the film. I mean, shit. I mean, awesome. Let's jump right into it. Final, Final thoughts. thoughts, Ralphie. Final thoughts. This movie is it, it's my it's my favorite in the James Wan series of movies that we've talked over. What he's directed, what he's had, 
like for a long time it was Saw. Saw was my go-to movie. It was my favorite that James Wan had ever done. I was okay with Dead Silence. Didn't really care for it. It was a rental for me. Um, then you had Insidious One, which was really good. I I considered that as a purchase. Mm-hmm. Conjuring One purchase. Like that was a day one purchase yeah. for me. Like the the moment that Target's doors opened, I was in there looking <laughs> for that movie. Fuck! How many times we see that in theaters? Me and you. Like, oh, we two saw or three it times. two or three times. Yeah. I made it a point that James Wan knew I wanted a sequel. Because <laughs> remember, everyone... Take my fucking money! Everyone was like, we want a sequel to Dead Silence. Should have went to the movies and bought tickets. No, I sure. went and bought tickets. <laughs> That's right, bitch. And then we got the sequel to this. This uh, Conjuring has topped Saw. Like, I fucking... I love this movie. I've... This... Granted, it's not up to the same level as Nate is with Halloween, <laughs> and I am with Friday 13th, but it's up there. It's one of my top favorite horrors. Um, this one is up there with it as well. Um, it, to me, it wasn't as strong as the first one, the small little things here and there. What I didn't like, like the uh, premonition for Ed's death, because mm-hmm. if, you know if you knew anything about Ed and Lorraine Warren going into this movie, you know that's not when he dies. Yeah. And I felt as though that was kind of a cop-out to try and have some reason for Valak to be terrorizing the, terrorizing the, the Warrens. I kind of felt as though that was a little bit of a cop-out. And with this being an Americanized version of the infield poltergeist, it really played as the other investigators for this that were not in Lorraine to come off as more obnoxious mm-hmm. and more of like they're in the way. Whereas in, like you said, the BBC and Lorraine were like, this is bullshit and left. Yeah. So like, again, Hollywood took its liberties with it, but it's still one of my favorites. Crooked man, I think is crooked man and Valak. Yeah. Made me jump multiples of times and I fucking loved it. Hell the, the po- like the revised poem that the crooked man says, going after everybody and he turns out to be Janet was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Goosebumps again, awesome just scenes. thinking about it. What about you guys? Um, for me going through the whole series was great. Um, speaking solely to conjuring two. Um, I was impressed. I was really happy with this. I'm not seeing anything that I don't like about what they're doing with the Warren series. I'm hoping for a third one. I really do. I think there's uh, more places to go, things to do with the characters. Oh, yeah. I think what uh, what Patrick Wilson and Vera do is just awesome as the Warrens. Um, it plays so great that I wish um, they could fix a couple of things in this film. Like, I always wish Juan would have director's cuts. Yeah. Like, you want a little bit more things flushed out or maybe played with. But... You know, there really isn't anything unrated or director's cut unless you talk about Saw films and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is just a little bit of gore, which is, you know, yeah. not really what we're looking for when we watch a James Wan film. Um, more and more as I watch the first one, I really think the family is the heart of why The Conjuring works so great. And mm-hmm. I think two did a great job of setting it up. One photographed this film beautifully. I mean, this whole fucking film is just. From beginning to end, it has visual style, character design, everything was done so freaking well that the horror set pieces play perfectly. I mean, he has it down. He's like I said, master class level. Um, talking to one as a as a all throughout from Saul to Conjuring Two, the guy has techniques that I think speak, you know, 
just loud as shit because he uses these little bits like at the beginning of Conjuring. You get the little Annabelle story as like a appetizer mm -hmm. to the film. Uh, you get the Amityville for Conjuring 2. You get the flashback scene in Insidious 2. He has these neat little ways to kind of settle in a crowd and then push them to the fucking ride of his uh, horror set pieces of all his film. Even even uh, Dead Silence, he was already doing it. Yeah. With the uh, the the death of uh, uh, Ryan Quaton's girlfriend at the beginning. And I think this is what makes him stand out apart from the pack as far as uh, modern-day horror directors go. Eli Roth, all these other directors. I don't think anybody really holds a flame to him yet. Uh, yet, I say. Because with Babadook, we have things that happen in that, but you see the Crooked Man be played with almost in a Babadook character design mm -hmm. style. But we've yet to see any current horror director kind of achieve the growth and level of talent that James Wan has like shown us, yeah. which I put him uh, very high on my pedestal of like top horror directors, which is, you know, it sucks to say, you know, when you talk about Polanski and um, Cronenberg and all these other great horror directors, you know, that have gone off to make series of films that are very viable in the horror genre. But Wan has just been top notch. I mean, yeah. watching him grow, he falters a, a couple of times, but, man, this guy's just been able to just up his ante every single fucking film. I look forward to seeing what he does next. I really hope that this isn't his last horror film. Yeah. I'd no, be I very really sad to see Conjuring 2 be his last little piece. Mm -hmm. Well, he's even stated in for, like, people have requested for sequels and asked him, is there going to be a Conjuring 3? And he said that there there is a good possibility for many more movies because there's several other cases. Nate can tell you all about them. Like, you... you you said, Nate, to. you said, we don't have the time. Email that. <laughs> um, we, he, ha, they, he stated that there's so many stories that they can use. And uh, Chad and Carrie Hayes have also expressed interest in working for a story, for a sequel for this movie. But Juan has also stated that there's a good chance that he might not have the time to do it. So it maybe Conjuring 3 might be passed on to somebody else, yep. which I really, I really hope not. But if you look at all of Juan's previous works, I think he stuck around for both Saw 1 and 2, and then after that he was producer. And he writer. didn't do Saw 2. Oh, he didn't do Saw 2? Oh. Uh, he, 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 Darren Lynn Bossman took oh, over okay, after that's right, that's right. 1. So, but he, he co-screen wrote a lot of the Saws. Mm -hmm. Like, I was amazed. I think up to part 3 or 4, him and Leigh Wanell were writing, and then uh, Patrick Dunstan, or Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Milton took mm -hmm. over, and they wrote from basically 4 all the way through to 7. Okay. But... Who's doing Legacy? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure yet who's no. on signed as a screenwriter. But with the exception of Dead Silence, I think James Wan, every movie he's put out, with the exception of Dead Silence and um, Fast... Death Sentence. Death Sentence? Yeah. And Fast 7, he's released sequel after sequel. Yeah. And then after that, it just... It, it's a marketable franchise, whatever he touches. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what he uh, picks up after Aquaman. I mean, I'm hoping he's got all his focus on making that a really stand-up DCU film. Mm -hmm. But what he picks up afterwards, I think his bread and butter is his originality. Yeah. All right. right. Give me some Bane. All right. Speak of the devil. I'm here. <laughs> all right. So where I stand, final thoughts with this movie... Um, I like it. Um, it's kind of vague. Yeah, it's kind of vague. Um, wrapped up in the the true 
events because, like I said, I've read Ed and Lorraine's books. I've read two of them. Um, I don't like when they fuck with history. Um, but, again, it's Hollywood, and it's for entertainment purposes. And Enfield happens to be one of the most well-documented fucking hauntings, uh, I believe, in history. history like, it's yeah. fucking, like, up there in the top five. Next to Amityville, I think it's the... Number one? Number one. Yeah, it's, um, there's, there's a, fuck the nun, Bill, uh, the slender, tall fucking mama dude. Crooked man. Crooked man. They're terrifying. (laughs) 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 They're all fucking, they're all scary, man. Um, the acting's good. Uh, it's just, there's some parts in this movie where I'm just like, fuck, like, I hate when you say the name and the, Demon loses its power. That's fucking stupid. And if that's true uh, in exorcism cases, if that's true that all you got to do is say the fucking demon name, then demons, you need to learn your weakness. Um, Someone confirmed that on Facebook. <laughs> learn your weakness. <laughs> but um, the first 10 minutes of this movie is Amityville, and that's what I fucking wanted. I wanted an Amityville story. But I realized that Ed and Lorraine were only in that house for about two to three days. I wish they would have, hopefully, in the future, they do uh, Haunting in Connecticut. That movie that we got was dog shit. I would like to see that done well. Mm-hmm. And They were part of that? They were a big part of that. <laughs> they were a really big part of that. James Wan, get on that. Or I'd like to see the uh, trial of Arnie uh, Cheyenne. Um, Ooh. He killed a bunch of kids, that but be... he called them before he did it. That would be awesome. Like, And they even said, this dude's fucking clearly possessed, like, you know, Ed spent a lot of time with him. So I'd like to see something along the lines of being more towards the real Ed and Lorraine stories or the kettle. <laughs> we can go, we can go there. Yes. Tell me the kettle. But, I uh, wanted the kettle. Uh, Tell the kettle. If I'm going to uh watch it be the Connecticut. If I'm like as I did yeah, come exactly. into the as the James Wan skeptic, I would like to go back and do my count. Let's hit a rewind. Okay. Saw was a recommend, absolute buy. Dead Silence was an absolute avoid. Insidious was an absolute avoid. Conjuring was an absolute buy. Then we got Insidious 2. That's a fucking knock yourself out. (laughs) 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 This one one I'm going to tie up the score. It's fucking three to three. James, I need something else from you, man. I mean, that's that's putting it where it is. Your your batting average is, uh, you know, 50% with me. So, uh, one more good movie. I'm going. I'm going to go into your favor, but uh, as it sits right now, go fuck his face. Oh shit! Oh shit! Um, yeah, this movie is <laughs> an absolute must buy, and it's a uh, when it comes out in September. It comes out the to get a physical copy. It's going to be in September, but the digital copy actually comes out August 30th. Swing! Awesome! It's a buy, ladies. Oh, uh, it's a buy, and it's a fucking must watch. The, the nun in this movie is. Oh yeah. Oh, there's scary. very very rare on screen things that fucking terrify me. It was scary enough to take away his man card. Where I would, <laughs> yeah, I fucking it got revoked, bitches. <laughs> but uh, where I gave sit, it Atticus. where I sit, it's it's a tie. Um, Conjuring one and Saw, those those two are fucking. Like I said, Saw is nothing special. The last ten minutes are fucking exceptional. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, uh, conjuring saw, conjuring two, and then the rest of the dog shit. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, yeah, shit. I don't know where my list is. I like them all. I mean, I, there's nothing I really put on the shelf where I would say don't buy it. Yeah, 
Dead Silence. Uh, right, don't buy it. <laughs> you own it? Don't buy it. No, oh, I don't. I don't, Aaron I don't owns own it. that. <laughs> yeah, he owns that. a possibility. He owns that one and all the other ones. He's writing home. a script for part two, I oh, believe. Oh, man. If you can pick up Death Sentence on Amazon, really reasonable. And there's the theatrical cut and the director's cut on there, and I can't go buy that. That is can't definitely size enough. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been, uh, I just moved my new house, so I don't have internet, but I've been fucking waiting to watch that. Do you own it? No. You don't own it. What? That's it. I own it. I'll, 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 I don't know where it's at, but I'll, I'll get it to you. Jeff's gonna loan me a movie. <laughs> yes. No problem. Get Neighbor back scratched. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched a documentary about the Amityville, and they were. I think it's a. It's obviously. I gotta I mean, look up all these these Amityville's fucking amazing. Like, uh, there's research. One of the survivors from the Amityville experience um, revisits. There was a ride. <laughs> I wish, right? Yeah, y'all get shot in the air. <laughs> Where's my refund? Bam! <laughs> All right, suck. But uh, one of the sons uh, from that experience, Ronnie, Ronnie, he revisits uh, Lorraine, and he's talking with her, and he's talking about, you know, uh, I'm sorry for your passing of Ed and all that stuff, but Lorraine has a cross, or and it has like a little secret compartment on it, and within Cocaine. it. The Vatican gave her a piece of the uh, cross that Jesus was uh, crucified on. Holy shit. So she keeps that on. That's bullshit. (laughs) They're like, give that lady a wood chip. (laughs) (laughs) It was an interesting uh, tidbit I picked up from the documentary, and it just stuck out. I was just like, wow, these people were so involved within the church and regarded as such, you know. They really were. Ed Ed was a highly ranked demonologist. I mean, Mm -hmm. he went to school. I forget where at school he went to, but that's hey, all he's studied. Dude, I I would, but I'm afraid that shit attaches to you. I, also, I don't believe in religion and shit. And that's the thing. I think you have to be really involved within the religion background to even have a foothold to step into that world. Because yeah. I think if your belief system and your faith system isn't involved in here or there, how would you even encounter there? Well, you become a... a um, because it's kind of like if you believe in Theologist. the faith, but if you believe in the faith and all that stuff, it's like if you don't believe in God, I don't think the devil has to deal with you at all. Because you're like, Harry, got you, bitch. You don't, you don't know shit. <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah, he's like, you know, speak of the devil, he shall appear. <laughs> and he shall speak of the devil, and he shall appear. God damn it, I'm fucked. <laughs> Which is just oh, it looks like we dashed that well, career path like, out. You know, like we we had a long talk about it after after the movie. We just shot the shit about you know our personal paranormal experiences and stuff like that. And you know, it's fun how these films, uh, especially the paranormal films, obviously uh, tap into those things that you know each and every one of us have moments that we can't explain. We can't put a finger on. Uh, rationality doesn't come into play for certain things we see or experience, and that's why I think some of these supernatural films really. Uh, Hit up, hit on, and uh, I'm a, I appreciate that James Wan's able to bring that little fun and that little jolt and that little scare into our lives. Uh, for for unfortunately, this runtime was like two fucking hours, so I didn't really appreciate that that much. But <laughs> <laughs> sore ass and no popcorn. Jesus, <laughs> should have came and sat with me. I had popcorn and icy. You were yeah. in the wrong fucking theater, pal. <laughs> I know your fingernails are all gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hell, if I would have sat with you, we would have seen the seen the pee on the floor from Nate. No Dude, shit. no, my, my toenails were chewed off. I was fucking nervous. <laughs> Three cigarettes later, what Dude, like I'm not kidding. I left that theater and told Sammy, I was like, "Hey, baby, I'll be right back." Yeah, I just gotta go get a soda. Yeah, I, I went outside and smoked like two cigarettes <laughs> real fast because I was just like, that fucking nun got under my skin. That was awesome creep back there. But it's okay. I, uh, I. Uh, I think I got my man card back after moving this week. <laughs> I think we got our man card back when we went and saw Nice Guys. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, damn it. That's that was like, I was that was like the do. man, man movie, man. That was awesome. Say, God damn it, Janet. <laughs> God damn it, Janet. You took the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't know the line? Oh. No, I didn't, Janet. In fact, I found it very useful. Thank you, Janet. <laughs> forgot about that if you'd see nice guys fucking watch it oh, you're gonna good. need to watch something funny after this movie that's classic shane black right there Dude, cool. god you can't wait for that fucking uh new predator movie from uh from uh shane black hey i'm a cowboy Ooh, yeah. and you and you <laughs> pocahontas shoot me come on fucking shoot me oh <laughs> oh i hate to bring it but i had this so fun. much more stuff i wanted to talk about did you no Rewind. No, 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 no. We're good. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? No, no, no. I was messing with you. <laughs> Do I have to? Ralph? They had to bless the, the set for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> a fake outro. All right, going back to it. <clears throat> that was it? That was it? They had to bless the set. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> Oh, I got something to add. I I guess we might as well do something worthwhile for this rewind. Um, They uh, only shot 10 days in England. That was it? The rest was in L.A. Sound Studio 40 days. That makes sense. In a 50-day schedule. Because you're in the fucking... Which is amazing they did this in 50 days. Like, this is like... I'm of the realm, like, in of the age where movies took, like, six months. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, we're all in our 30s and... You're in your thirties. I'm getting there. I, I, I got I got a year and a half. Children. <laughs> what is this? No, no, oh, no, so just... um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's awesome that people can do low budget. What was this made for, by the way? Uh, the budget for was forty million. That's not low budget. But it had it had a return of three hundred and eighteen point eight million dollars. Conjuring Thank strikes me, again. Dude. Yeah, Shit. dude. Conjuring's yeah. fucking popular. James Wan. I really hope he does the third one, and I really hope he does like Haunting in Connecticut or uh, Arnie Cheyenne. That would be fucking amazing. And uh, I hope he comes back to direct. I mean, if he's coming back in the producer realm, a la the Nun. Yeah, he's got to direct. It'd be nice, you know, unless they have, like, the right guy. Because, I mean, with a Deborah Logan being tied to Insidious mm-hmm. 4, I mean, there's really strong directors that yeah. could hold these fucking Deborah films. Logan was creepy as fuck. That was great. And like I said, the, f- the fucking story with Deborah Logan, I'll make this one really quick. Um, whenever... I was going. To, whenever me and Sammy watched it, I had gotten the news earlier that day that my dad was suffering from early signs of Alzheimer's. Oh shit! And oh. Sammy was like, "Let's watch a movie," and she puts that movie on, not realizing what it's about until mm. like ten minutes in. We're going to be studying a Alzheimer's patient. Sammy looks at me with these <gasps> eyes that are huge, and she's like, "I'm so sorry, Ralph. I didn't, I didn't know." I was like, "It's cool. Don't worry about it. It's just a movie." <laughs> she just choked the bitch. <laughs> No choking, no choking wise. No, no, Sorry. no, no. That bitch would beat me down, bro. I don't know. Oh, She's one hell of a shot with a Nerf gun. Going back to the beatdown moment. I love you! 
Damn, I thought you were going to do the whip. Oh, yeah, I was looking for it. I have it written down, and I can't even fucking... No. Well, that's what you get for putting in fucking hieroglyphics. Sorry. I can't even read that. There, we, there we are. Back in place, man card revoked. I love you. <laughs> no, I will not choke you. I need to go to button-pushing school, apparently. Shit. I'm really that's all good. lacking on my... We're not switching chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the red button. <laughs> oh, shit. Elbow. All right, let's let's uh, let's do our outro. So, what is this, the Down Syndrome Hulk song? <laughs> I guess so. What the hell happened? There we go. There go. So, that concludes our James Wan. That it does. It's been fun, fellas. It has been fun. Yep. Uh, join us. Next week. And I think we're going to start another fucking giant series. I hope not. I mean, if we do start a whole new series, it would be cool to do something a little stranger. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. We can get to some stranger things. You, yeah, we can get into that. Well, I, think I, I think we got a few things that we could come get up with that are a bit strange. Yeah. Stranger danger! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're going to be uh, reviewing Garbage Pill Kids and Popcorn. <laughs> awesome. Two of uh, <laughs> You My don't favorite. want a tub of popcorn around me. You might get a surprise in it. <laughs> oh, man. There's a hot dog in there. <laughs> Jesus. It's a beanie weenie. Uh, those, be- those fucking Especially kernels. Especially with a on the screen. Colonel's cut, bro. Colonel's cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, it's, that part of the, it's that time of the show where we always say, thanks for tuning in. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, this is Jeff. This is the one known as Dalek. I'm Nathan. And this is Ralph. Uh, Keep it scary, guys. Listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary.